There comes a time in everyone's life when talk is cheap and it's time to show up. To get back to the top and build a legacy. If we grind together, we can take it back. Our team and our city. This is why we play. This is who we do it for. Take it back. For tickets, go to astros.com slash tickets or call 1-877-9-ASTROS. 2-2 to Bruce. Swing and a miss. Struck him out on a cut fastball. And that is the ball game. The Houston Astros win their eighth in a row as they defeat the Seattle Mariners for a second straight night by a score of 3-1. to one. And greetings from T-Mobile Park in Seattle, Washington, where today the Houston Astros wrap up a three-game series against the Seattle Mariners. Astros looking for the sweep after taking the first two games, including a 3-1 to one win over Seattle yesterday. Jose Altuve, 2-4, for four, homered for the fifth consecutive game. Robinson Chirinos also homered as the Astros have won eight in a row. Mariners are dropped. Their last two. Astros 10 and 5, second in the AL West, two games behind the Mariners, who are 13 and 4. It's time for today's pitching matchup brought to you by Houston Methodist, official health care provider for the Houston Astros. Houston Methodist leading medicine. It'll be Garrett Cole on the mound for the Astros today. Still looking for his first win of the season, but he's been pitching well despite the, the lack of run support he's gotten so far. Yeah, that's the key. I mean, he hasn't been able to relax when he's gone out there, hasn't gotten that run support, uh, as you mentioned. So, uh, just keep doing your own thing, and a lot of times, well, all the time, that's out of your control as a pitcher. But uh, for him, it would be nice to get a little cushion early on so he can use his whole repertoire. Marco Gonzalez getting the ball for the Mariners today, the only four-game winner in the big leagues, winning all four of his starts so far this season. Astros did have success against him last year. Yeah, it's going to be a tough test today, though. I mean, he's pitching about as well as he ever ever has, and he picked it up second half of last year, and he'll get you out. He'll try to get you out in a couple of different ways. One, he'll elevate the fastball and come back with the curveball off of that and the changeup, so he changes the eye levels. The other thing is, which is a little different from a lot of pitchers, he's a lefty but likes to throw the cut fastball to both sides of the plate. So to a lefty, he'll throw it inside, and to the righty, he'll try to backdoor that outside corner, and a lot of times you give up on it. Brings up Jose Altuve, who's one for two in an infield single. Payoff pitch. And Altuve lifts this one pretty deep to left center field. It sends back Smith, still going back at the wall. He leaps, and that ball is gone. Jose Altuve has homered for a fifth straight game. Keys to the game brought to you by Honda. Visit your local Greater Houston Honda dealers for great deals on all models. Official sponsor of the Houston Astros. Well, the Astros playing good baseball these first couple of days against a, a very good Mariners team. We've seen the Astros get some timely hittings, but the, the big key for the Astros lately, he's not the only one swinging the bat well, but Jose Altuve has mm. been on fire for the Astros. And the home runs in the five straight games doesn't even tell the whole story. He's just been doing everything the Astros could have possibly asked for. Yeah, fully healthy. We see the bounce in his step. We see him running well. He's getting some infield hits. He's driving in a lot of runs right now. So the game plan for A.J. Hinch and the boys right now is just get on base for him. Coming up next, we'll hear from Jeff Luno, the Astros president of baseball operations and general manager, but now this from your local station. What's even easier than hitting a home run into the Crawford boxes? Deep to left field, and you can kiss that goodbye into the Landry's Crawford boxes. How about cracking open a delicious Crawford Bach? Carbox Crawford Bach pairs perfectly with peanuts, stadium dogs, and a good seventh inning stretch. Plus, a portion of the proceeds from each beer goes to the Astros Foundation to support community initiatives. So root, root, root for the Astros with a cold Crawford Bach this season. Welcome back to Seattle. Robert Ford and Steve Sparks joined as we are every Sunday by 
Astros president of baseball operations and general manager Jeff Luno before the Astros try to get the sweep against the Seattle Mariners. And I mean, the Astros playing really good baseball right now. Jeff, winners of, of eight in a row. And the story has been Jose Altuve home runs in, in five consecutive ball games. I mean, there's several guys swinging the bats well, but obviously he's the one that, that really stands out right now. He is. I mean, he's locked in, as locked in as I've ever seen him. He kind of feels like the Altuve that won the MVP a couple years ago. And if that's the version of Jose we're going to get this year, which it looks like we are, we're going to be in great shape. Another player that's playing pretty well. He always gets credit for his defense, Jake Marisnik, with a couple of great catches again last night. But on offense, it looks like he's more selective at the plate, finally. He does. And, and when Jake is hitting well, he's one of the most productive players in all of baseball because we know the defense is going to be there. We know the base running is going to be there, and for he's got some power in there. So when he's making contact and being selective about which pitches he offers that, uh, he's a dangerous hitter, and to have a guy like that ninth in, hitting ninth in the lineup is great for our team. It seems like with, the, with several guys, and I know they've even talked about it with the Mariners, with D. Gordon being a little more selective at the pitches he swings at, such a free swinger, it seems like pitch selection, refining that, can really make a huge difference for a guy, regardless of what point they're at in their career. It can, and it did for Jose Altuve. Jose Altuve used to be able to make contact on any pitch he saw, but he realized uh, there's a lot of those pitches he doesn't want to offer at because it's going to be a ground ball or uh, you know, single, and he could actually wait on a better pitch and turn it into a double or a home run. We're seeing, you know, sometimes it takes a while, a lot of reps, a lot of retraining the way your eye sees the ball coming out of the hand. And in some cases, it takes years. But we work on it every day with every player throughout our entire minor league system and in the big leagues as well. Jeff, there's a lot of unsung heroes on this team. But the first game of this series, Wade Miley goes four innings. Insert Brad Peacock, who's been in the rotation. He swings out there, strikes out seven and three and a third. Uh, how understated is he, not just on a personal level, because we know he's understated on a personal level, but on this team, how valuable is he? He's, he doesn't get talked about enough. This guy has been so valuable for us in every role, and he never complains when he's asked to yeah. move into a different role. And, you know, Miley did a good job of getting out of a bases loaded jam in the first inning the other day and keeping it close. And then Peacock comes in and does exactly what he needs to do, which is give us a bunch of innings in the middle of a very competitive game against a team that's ahead of us. So... Uh, I'm, I'm excited to see what Brad does this year. He'll go back in the rotation once we get through this period of off days. But uh, he's been a big part of this team, and he's one of the guys that came over in the very first trade I made with Jed Lowry mm -hmm. uh, way back when. So it's kind of fun to, that he's still around for that. You know, talking about when you first became general manager, getting back to Jose Altuve a bit, he came up to the big leagues during the 2011 season, had a very good uh, rookie season coming up straight from double A. 2012, your first year, winds up being an all-star. Did you guys have any sense of this sort of power with Altuve? I mean, obviously the MVP season a couple of years ago, we really saw it. But was there ever any sense that, hey, this is something that he might be able to unlock? I don't think so. You, you saw him when he got here in 11, and you knew he was going to be fast, a good defender, and his first home run was inside the, inside the <laughs> park type. Uh, when, it, when it came to 12, I remember uh, we were working on the plate patience and trying to get him to lay off of some pitches, but it's hard because, uh, like I said, he can make contact on things outside the zone, on the fringes of the zone, and still get hits. Uh, so it really wasn't until around 14 when he, you know, he's a goal-setting person. He wanted to win the stolen base championship. He wanted to win the batting title. And then he sort of asked people, what's left? And it's slugging that's left. And that's, that's when he decided that slugging is related to seeing pitches and he started to lay off bad pitches and started to drive the ball. Once again, joined by Jeff Luno as the Astros get set to take on the Seattle Mariners. Astros uh, making a roster move this past week. Framber Valdez 
uh, getting option down to AAA. Ramin Goudouan coming up was one of the, the last cuts for spring training. And Goudouan, we saw in spring training, looked like his command was a lot better than we had seen in the past. What are, what are some of the things you guys have seen and some of the improvements he's made? Exactly that. I mean, this guy has electric stuff, some of the best stuff in the big leagues for a left-handed reliever, but he hasn't been able to command those pitches or keep them in the strike zone. And he's been doing that this year a lot more. We promised him he'd probably be a year where he goes up and down. Framber was not getting a lot of work, and we know with the off days he probably wasn't going to get much work here, so we decided to send him down, get him some consistent innings, and, and give uh, Goodwin a chance. So I, I don't know if he's going to get a ton of work either, but uh, if we do need his pocket of lefties against Oakland or maybe against uh, Texas, you'll get a chance to face him. Jeff, give us a rundown on the, the mile straw experiment that's going on in Round Rock right now. You know, Miles is doing a great job, and I've seen some people say we're switching positions. We're not switching positions. We're adding a position. He's an elite center fielder. I think in the big leagues he projects to be one of the best center fielders up there with Kiermaier and Marisnik and some other guys. But we want him to have some flexibility because we've got Marisnik and we've got Springer and we've got other guys that can play center field. And so if he can play shortstop, it's going to be really valuable for us as a, as a team. And he's been doing a nice job. Last night he made a really nice plus play, and we, I track it every day to see how he's doing. So we're not switching positions. We're adding a position. So far the early returns are very good. Do you feel with him at shortstop he could also play third base and second base as well? Yeah, I mean, that's, that's the point. Shortstop is the most demanding infield position, mm -hmm. and players that can play shortstop like Bregman can move to third, move to second, et cetera. So it just gives him a lot of flexibility, and when he gets here, it gives A.J. a lot more flexibility. How do you identify sometimes guys that you can move to a different position in some cases or, like Straw, add another position to his tool belt that, that he hasn't played a whole lot of? You know, a lot of this technology has given us a better sense for what attributes, what physical attributes and athletic attributes are necessary for each individual position. And what we realized is that a lot of the attributes that Miles Straw has – quick reaction time, quick burst of speed, he also can maintain that speed for a long period of time, are really relevant for the middle infield positions. And so when we saw that, we said, you know, usually you're trying to take guys on the lower end of the defensive spectrum and move them to another position so that they can play maybe third and first or first and left. But in this case, we can take a guy that already plays an elite defensive position, a pr primary one, and move him to another elite defensive position. And if it works, uh, it's going to be much more valuable for him and for us. You think that maybe the hardest part about that is the different way you have to throw a baseball from the outfield in, in shortstop? Yeah, I do. I mean, in the outfield, you get a couple steps to get ready, and you throw it far, long distances. At shortstop, a lot of short throws. You maybe don't have your arm angle up where you have it for an overhand throw. So, uh, you know, he's going to – but he's getting used to that, and, and the more he gets used to that, you're still going to need to make those long throws from the hole over to first. And, you know, a guy playing shortstop in today's game plays a lot of times on the other side of the bag mm -hmm. as well. So he's going to have to learn all that, and that's why we're having him play regularly in AAA. Is that something that, I mean, I've certainly noticed it in spring training. You talk about playing on the other side of the bag. You see the minor league teams working on that a little bit more, the different positioning and throwing from different spots, second baseman getting used to throwing the ball from the other side of the bag, things of that nature? We do, and really we started that when Carlos was in the minors because we didn't have all the data to tell us which guys to shift on, but we figured – might as well start shifting a lot of these guys that maybe look like they have the profile, even though we don't have the data. And so when Carlos got here, he had already been used to playing a lot of those reps over on the other side of the bag. 
and we want all of our infielders to get used to playing all over the field because in today's game, you never know where you're going to be standing. I mean, Jose is a right fielder for half, the, half <laughs> yeah. of the bats against these lefty sluggers. You ever think about getting a cutoff man over there for Jose? Well, I think, uh, <laughs> I think Jose can handle it. <laughs> all right, I got to ask you one more question. There's a general manager that's probably within about 50 yards from us right yeah. now that makes a ton of deals. How, how much does your phone blow up with text messages uh, with Jerry Depoto? Well, it's funny because when he first took the job, I mean, he had been over in Anaheim and I said, well, are we going to trade because we're in division? And, you know, some guys don't like to do that, but right. he really doesn't care if he's got, you know, now trader Jerry, I, I'm not, I haven't, I don't trade that much anymore because we have a really good team and uh -huh. we go for pieces like Cole and those types of guys, but he's made a ton of trades. And I got to say, I'm impressed because this team is, is really brand new compared to what it was last year and the year before. And yet they're off to a great start and they're going to be a tough team all year. I can tell. All right, Jeff Luno, Astros President of Baseball Operations and General Manager, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks for having me on, guys. There comes a time in everyone's life when talk is cheap and it's time to show up. To get back to the top and build a legacy. If we grind together, we can take it back. Our team. And our city. This is why we play. This is who we do it for. Take it back. For tickets, go to astros.com slash tickets or call 1-877-9ASTROS.